you you made it it's another episode of we did that shit i'm maya and i'm baby we appreciate you podcast family and we hope your week was the shit if this is your first time listening welcome and thank you for checking us out don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on all social media sites at we did that shit hey guys it's me maya I'm here alone today. You're getting one half of We Did That Shit podcast on today. I'm alone because my co-host, Bibi, is out living her best life. She's like out in the world. She's still on vacation in Morocco. I can't wait until she comes back and tells us all about her trip. I'm so looking forward to hearing the experience. Not so good and good because, you know, when you travel, it's always not so good experiences and then it's always the best experiences. So I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say um, about her trip. But we wanted to make sure that we continue to give you content and uh, put out a podcast episode. So I said, well, we both said, hey, let's do it you know, just you do the episode. So I'm like, okay. Now I don't know how it's going to be. So y'all bear with me because it's just me. I don't have anyone to talk to. It's just me. I'm going to touch on some things and we're going to see what we, you know, put out. I hope everybody is having a good week. My week was all right. Um, Last week, we were off, both of us. We didn't put out an episode because I had some family in town. And like I said, Baby was traveling um, to Morocco. So we didn't put out an episode. And it's so funny because when we took the last break, because like I said, we had some administrative things going on. We wanted to make sure that we didn't take another break. And we had every intentions on bringing you an episode last week. But you know how life gets you get caught up doing other things. And it's like when my family comes to town, I'm focused on just that. And then I had my niece. And you know how it is when you have children with you, they want to do something every minute of every day. So while I was getting off of work, we when I was coming home, you know, we were going painting, swimming to museums, we were just doing it up. And so I'm ranting, but that's why we didn't bring you an episode on last week. So here I am. Uh, other than that, family, I really didn't do much. Well, no, I did a lot, but I didn't do much for Maya. Let me just say that. So the week was eventful, but uneventful personally. Uh, but uh, yeah, so let's get into some of these topics that I have for this week. I wanted to get into the who did some shit because as always, it's a lot of shit going on, but I'm just going to touch on a few things today that caught my attention. The first thing is the killing of Nia Wilson. Nia Wilson was an 18-year-old black woman in um, Oakland, California, who was murdered by the hands of a white supremacist at the MacArthur BART station. She was coming back, her and her sister uh, Latifah, they were coming back from her aunt's party when a man uh, stabbed both 
just walked up, approached the girls and stabbed the both of them in their neck. Um, Nia, she bled to death on the platform of the subway station and her sister suffered less grave um, injuries. The reason why I brought up this story is not just because it was a big story that this happened, but it's because seemingly I don't see this story out in the public the way that it should be. You know, we are under attack. This happened at the hands of a white supremacist. You know, no one is making a big deal out of it in the way that I think it should be made a big deal out of it. And this is no disrespect for the lives lost like Trayvon Martin or Jordan Davis and all of the young people uh, and older people, black people who have lost their lives at the hands of white supremacists because the people who killed those people were white supremacists also. But those stories were cast out into the public. They were everywhere. People were talking about them nonstop. We're still talking about those stories today. And this young girl who was just traveling with her sister on a subway platform was murdered. Um, And it just seems like it's not out there in the national news. Where is the national outcry? I put a post up on the We Did That Shit uh, Instagram page just talking about it uh, because I was so upset. I have, you know, people in my own family, myself included, who take public transportation. And it just makes me so sad that we are not protected, especially our young girls. We are not protected. You know, this man was able to walk up to these women and slice this woman's neck, stabbing her and murdering her for everyone to see. And then her sister um, spoke to the New Yorker and She was just saying how the man wiped down his weapon before he dashed out of the station. Uh, So you had time to walk up to these women, stab these women, you know, possibly could have killed both of them. You know, this girl had to watch her sister be murdered right in front of her. And you were able to wipe off your weapon and just run out of the station and nothing is being To me, let me say that, you know, it's out there. People have tweeted about it. They have put it on Instagram. You know, I I don't really watch the national news in that way anymore. But the times where I do turn it on, I don't see this story. And then when I did see the story out there, it's a picture of the young lady, Nia Wilson, holding a gun in one of her Instagram pictures. You know, that's the picture that the media decided to showcase, not the thousands of pictures or the hundreds of pictures that she has just being a beautiful young woman. They wanted to post a picture up of her holding up a gun. And it's just like when things happen to us, you know, our mugshots are pulled up. Our past history from when we stole the eraser when we were in the second grade comes up, you know, but the white supremacists who murdered this girl, their their high school graduation pictures are coming up. You know, they're seeming like troubled youth or troubled uh, adults. They have mental illness and things of that nature. And it just is sickening to me, you know, We have to stand up and take a stand that things like this are not going to happen on our watch. You can't predict or, you know, necessarily stop what someone is going to do. However, you know, BART Station, they didn't have a problem 
um, having the police out there to murder Oscar Grant. You don't have police out there to watch over young people who have to take public transportation. You know, it just grinds my gears and it just makes me so mad. And I I just want to say rest in paradise to this young girl and to her family who have to, uh, deal with this and, you know, grieve her loss in this way. You know, we all have a number, we all have a time where we're not going to be on this earth anymore, but to have something like that happen and have this young girl's life at 18 years old snatched from her is just a senseless, disgusting thing. And I just pray that her family is able to get through this. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about was, I don't know, but I'm assuming that everyone has heard by now about this tender uh, killer rapist, serial killer and rapist that was caught. So a 27-year-old man, um, and this information is coming from the YBF.com. This is all over. Um, I've read articles on Newsweek. I've read articles on Time. um, And they're talking about this boy, Daniel Drayton. Again, he was a 27-year-old man from New Haven, Connecticut, that was arrested in Los Angeles. And, you know, they have to put allegedly for allegedly assaulting, assaulting and trying to kill a woman. That's what he was initially arrested for. When he was arrested, it was found that he has murdered six women, meeting them all on Internet dating sites like Tender or a Plenty of Fish. And this story is just like, you know, if I didn't think Internet dating was terrible before, I think that it's terrible now. And it goes back to my point that I just made about Nia Wilson. We are not protecting our young girls. So he was wanted when he was captured in the murder of a 29-year-old nurse in Queens. Her name was Samantha Stewart. She was found dead weeks ago after allegedly meeting Drayton on Tinder. So she met this man and then he murdered her. Now I saw pictures of her, uh, Samantha Stewart on my Twitter timeline. And it was like, you know, she's missing if you've seen her. And we get those posts all the times of people who are missing and, you know, it's like retweet. Someone may know something. And so that happened. It came across the timeline. I saw it. I was like, damn. And then, you know, but then I, then she was discovered. And it was discovered, she was discovered, and after she was discovered, um, she was found killed from strangulation. And then, like I said, they captured this boy, Daniel, in Los Angeles from someone reporting that he tried to kill them. Now it's coming out today that he's saying that voices... uh, you know, made him do this. Let me say this. Mental illness is a real thing. I will not take away from people who are mentally ill, people who are suffering from schizophrenia, bipolar, you know, people who are hearing voices in their head. This is not a voice. You're a serial killer. This is not mental illness. This is just your killer. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care which way you divide it. This is not mental illness. This is you are a killer. You know, 
you are a killer. You wanted to kill these women. His girlfriend, one of his ex-girlfriends are, is coming out and she's speaking now saying that he tried to strangle her when she tried to leave him. She said when she first met him, he seemed, you know, cool, very down to earth, just like regular. And then, you know, as time progressed and relationships change. And when she went to, you know, try to leave him, that was when he tried to strangle her shouting that he was going to kill her, you know, and it's coming up that six women have been murdered at the hands of him, allegedly, We don't know how many more women it could truly be because it could truly be so many more. I mean, and you're 27. You meet women. He's, you know, seemingly a handsome guy. If if you're into, you know, what he looks like and you're he's probably charismatic. You're luring these women in and then you're killing them. And, And again, I'm repeating myself. We are not protected as women. You want women to give men a chance. You know, I see it up and down my timeline all the time. Why are you like this? Why um, don't you want, why don't you want to Netflix and chill when I first meet you? I don't want to Netflix and chill when I first meet you because things like this could possibly happen. You know, women have to take extra precaution when we're out here dating and trying to get to know someone. If it's, ultra important to meet people in public places. Don't have people coming over your house, just chilling, or you going to their house and just chilling. You don't know what people's intentions are. You don't know what people's intentions are when you meet them in a public place. However, you have a better chance of, uh, lack of a better words, getting away when you meet them in a public place than you do if you are isolated in a home somewhere. You know, again, this is another sad situation of women who have lost their life just by trying to get to know someone or dating someone, meeting someone new, trying to give someone a chance, trying to be open. And when you see women who are guarded, these are the reasons. These are stories that we hear. You know, it's statistics out there that show that most women who are murdered are murdered at the hands of people who are supposed to love them or murdered at the hands of people who they know, you know, mates boyfriends, husbands, you know, friends, we are the people who have to go through this, you know, women out there, please protect yourself, you know, at all costs. And that's not to say, you know, just be so guarded that you don't let anyone in, but be very careful that people out, you know, don't go to people's homes chilling. And that's just what I have to say about that. So the next thing is LeBron James. LeBron James has opened up his own school, guys. LeBron James uh, opened up the I Promise School. And I mean, like this story is just, it, it warms my heart. From all those other stories and then to read something like this from LeBron James, it really warms my heart. Because LeBron James has proven that he's not all, just a great basketball player. And we know that he's a great basketball player. People have their hate about LeBron James. I, I think that people hate you when you're when you're good because it's almost like uh, you can't be that good. But he is. He, he has had a promising career on and off the court. 
You know, he has really showed his maturity and his growth over the years for coming into the league. You hear a lot of times about these young guys, and he came straight out of high school. You hear a lot about these young guys coming into the league. They mess their money up. They're cheating, the drugs, uh, abusive relationships. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on and on. And LeBron James has shown that you could be a young person, but have your head on straight, come in and really take the league by storm as an awesome athlete, which he is, but also take the um, a manhood by the horns and, and really show what you can accomplish when you stay focused. And so... He opened up the, like I said, he opened up the I Promise School. It's an eight million dollar public school, and I think that that was the thing that really caught my attention the most is that it's a public school because a lot of times you see people and they open up private schools, they open up charter schools and things like that, but it's a public school formed in collaboration between James's. Um, he has a philanthropic foundation and the Akron public schools it I mean just reading about it I was reading so this comes from time.com I was reading um it's 243rd and 4th graders and they'll make up the classes at the promised schools and it opened up in Akron, Ohio. Just some things, some highlights from the school. It focuses on accelerated learning, provides job placement assistance for parents, which is huge because I'm from the inner city, me and the B, you know that we rep Camden all day, every day. And you see a lot of times that in the inner cities, um, the parents are lacking in things too. And it's hard to teach your kids and guide your kids, even when you want your kids to have something better than you had. Um, you know, you could seemingly want that, but how to give it to them when you don't even have it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people who don't have formal education, who's never traveled, who has never experienced anything. And it's hard for you not to have done any of that and then give that to a child. And so uh, providing job placement for parents, because listen, when your parents are happy, when your parents are working, when your parents are um, succeeding in life in, in whatever way that is, it trickles down to the kids. You know, when you when you have a miserable home life, you know, you miserable. And when your uh, home life is abusive, you know, you're miserable. You t uh, in turn turn into abusive uh, situations, you know, even unbeknownst to you, even when you don't want to, things happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's huge. I, I thought that that was I mean, top notch. He has a hands on food bank because we know that we talked about this in a, a prior episode that, about diet and exercise. And I was talking about how breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You have kids coming to school. That's the time that they eat. You know what I'm saying? They eat when they come to school. So they have on-site food bank. They'll give, they have um, food for the families. They're giving kids uh, breakfast, lunch, snacks, and drinks. I mean, you can't get any better than that. They have support students with stress from economic um, causes. So my biggest thing in a lot of inner city schools, and I think that me and Vivi will uh, touch on this because we're going to talk about inner city schools at one point in time in the um, podcast. But, you know, you have these teachers who come in. They don't know what these kids go through. 
You don't know, you know, we talked about PTSD in our last episode, um, being desensitized, what the kids have to go through. And Bavi was telling the story about her best friend, who's the principal and all of the children in her um, school experiencing some kind of that violence, seeing it and knowing about it, you know, whatever that kind of stuff, you know, you being poor, you not having access to uh, proper health care, food, even, um, you know, basic things, clothes, your house is messed up. You know, all of that stuff affects kids and it affects the way that they learn and it affects the way their outcome in life. You know what I'm saying? And so for them, they're going to have, um, you know, people that can support you about the stresses that you have going on. They give every student a bike to escape dangerous parts of town. Uh, LeBron talked in this article about when he was a kid, how he had a bike and it helped him, uh, you know, riding other places and it helped him escape uh, the streets of Ohio and some of the places that he had to go. So he wanted to make sure that he gave the kids the same thing that he had, which was a bike. Um, And it guarantees free college tuition to the University of Akron to all graduates starting in 2021. I mean, what can't this man do? You're giving free tuition to all of the kids who complete this school there. I mean, that is huge. How huge is that? It's, it's huge. We hear people talking about all the time, it should be free tuition, it should be free tuition. But for him to say, hey, you know what? Come in here, put your best foot forward, give me your best, and I'm going to give you my best. And that's exactly what he's doing. Some also things that the article touched on, they're going to have 43 staffers who help run the school, including um, teachers, principals, assistant principals. They're going to have four intervention specialists, tutors, English as a second language tutors. They're going to have music instructors, gym teachers, of course. And the classrooms will be about um, 20 students per teacher. And so, I mean, I am excited to see what this school is going to bring the the awesome kids that it's going to uh, put out into the world. You know, he's starting out with third and fourth graders, which most places that open up new schools usually do. And hopefully he'll advance and he can make the school um, bigger and better and that they will have uh, students of all grades at some point. And bravo, LeBron. I mean, bravo. I, I, I you This here is huge. And and I hope that other people take heed to this. Other people who have the means to take heed to this. Opening up a school is not for everybody. However, I hope that you take just some little parts and of the lesson that he's given out, you know, to be there for the kids, especially when you grew up like the kids in the neighborhood and that you could just take a little bit of that and do some good, you know, in the communities that we come from. And so bravo again, LeBron. I, I mean, I can't wait to see the great works. So listen, my last and final who did some shit uh, is about, I'm just touching on this briefly. It, it just is, it was so funny to me. The 50 Cent and Mayweather beef, I, I mean, listen, I've read it on social media just like everybody else. I think that it's goofy and hilarious at the same time. And the reason being is, is because of this. Why are you grown men 
because you're not 20, you know, beefing on social media. 50 Cent is a troll. He does what he does. You know, he gonna continue to do what he do. And that's not giving him a pass because what he does is goofy as hell. It's funny. I get a kick out of it, but it's goofy. You and this man talking about Floyd, y'all spent time together. You've been knowing each other for the last past 15 years. When you're around somebody like that, you're talking about this man was your best friend. You have history. You have history with the person. And that history, you know, makes you know things about the person that somebody else truly wouldn't know. And I just think that it's crazy that, okay, you fall out with somebody. Cool. No problem. Like, did they hurt your kids? You know, did they hurt your mother, your father? Did they take money out of your mouth? I mean, account food out of your mouth. If they ain't do that, all of this sucker shit is really just what it is. It's sucker shit. And I was thinking about it because I'm like, damn, yo, yesteryears, I always talk about this. I'm going to continue to talk about it. Social media is a gift and a curse, you know. And when we see stuff like this is when the curse side comes out. Because 50, you came out in the early 2000s. Floyd Mayweather, you've been a boxer for forever. Y'all didn't have social media then, you know. If you are a real ninja, you know, meaning real nigga, like you claim to be you know both of y'all especially you 50 this is sucker shit beefing on the internet I was looking at something my my co-worker was showing me some stuff about Beanie Siegel and Oskino they used to be in state property together they beefing on the internet putting posts back and forth back and forth about being snitches being whatever on Instagram and I'm like damn you know when did we start doing this? When did internet beef start being the thing? I, I just, I can't get with it. I can't get with it. If I got a problem with you, I have to see you. I'm not going to put it on the internet. It's crazy to me because you put it on the internet and stuff like this can get people really hurt. I mean, take me back. I don't care how old I sound. Take me back to yesteryears when we wasn't doing stuff like this because, this is like ridiculous. Um, just a word. 50 and Floyd makeup. Y'all always do makeup. But it brought me to some other shit that I had on my mind because it made me think about the 90s. Yes, man, the 90s. Back when everything was just not this clown shit that we got going on right now. Back when we didn't have social media, back when we had good music, good fashion, good movies. Oh, my goodness. Just the places and the people. It used to be some good time in the 90s. I'm going to touch a little bit on the 90s before I go ahead and get on out of here um, this week. I wanted to talk about, man, like I said, the beefs. The beefs that they had, the beefs that we heard about in the 90s, we didn't see them. They were like myths. They were like things that happened. You only knew about them if you were privy to be there. You had beef with a person. You had to see the person. You couldn't put it on the internet. You put it on you. I mean, like y'all put it on the internet and then what? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying by any means that beef is the way to go. But what I am saying is, is that if you got to beef with somebody, 
beefing on the internet is not doing anything for your quote unquote rep that you feed so much off of both of you, you know? And so back in the nineties, they didn't have uh, social media, you know, like we heard about a lot of things happening, but we didn't see them. It was a different kind of celebrity, you know, like you just could only guess what the celebrity was doing. And I liked it better like that. Don't get me wrong. It's nice that the celebrities have, you have access to the celebrities now through social media. And if you into that type of thing, you know, but come on, it was just like, man, the nineties was just a better time. Thinking even just about the movies, man, you had movies like Friday, Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, The Wood, Jews set it off, Minister Society, Bad Boys, House Party, The Best Man, Malcolm X, which I don't care if Malcolm X plays a thousand times in a row on TV. I'll watch it a thousand times. I own a DVD. Do we have DVD players in our house anymore? Yes, I do still have two. And I watch the DVD all the time. When I'm cleaning up my house, you know how people put on music. I put on Malcolm X. I ain't gonna lie to you. I put on Malcolm X. I can quote the movie. I just love it. Denzel Washington turned into Malcolm X and it was a great adaptation of the book. You know, if you read the autobiography of Malcolm X, the movie spoke very true to the book. I mean, it didn't have everything. You can't put everything, but it had bits and pieces from the book that you were like oh man yes okay I can see this visually uh New Jack City Love Jones ooh, Love Jones honey Boomerang just to name a few we had man it was good times back in the 90s just think about even like the tv shows so I was listening to our boy 12 Kyle from the 12 Kyle podcast and he talked all about his uh favorite top tv shows from the 90s and it made me think because I was tweeting him like yeah all your shows was good but I wouldn't have put them in that order I don't even have an order for my shows um I mean everybody would say Martin was number one hey listen I think Martin was probably number one too Martin was so damn funny you could look at Martin now and crack up and I don't mean like a kiki like (laughs) that was funny I mean like a gut busting laugh good times good times so we had tv shows like martin the fresh prince different world when you think about a different world just think about it a different world touched on so many issues that we were dealing with they touched on like uh uh being raped you know early on when freddie was almost raped by the last dragon Uh, i don't even know his name but uh, you know the last dragon and um they talked about HIV. Remember Gina, well, Tisha Campbell Martin, excuse me, but she'll always be Gina in my eyes, how she was had HIV and she was in the class. I mean, they touched on so much. And that show single-handedly uh, made people want to go to college. I mean, it made people want to go to HBCUs, but it made people want to go to college. Like, man, is that what the college life is like? Because I know when I was younger and I was watching um, A Different World, I was like, I'm definitely going to HBCU. I didn't, but I wanted to. But at the time, no, we couldn't afford HBCU. I had to go to that college that was giving me some money. So that was neither here nor there. But we had shows like Family Matters, Living Single, Moesha. Let me tell you all a quick thing about Moesha. I don't want to be long-winded, but Moesha, 
me and my girlfriend, Treshawn, we was had Twitter before Twitter even existed. And if I would have known, if I was like a, a, a tech person or just thinking about apps, I could have created Twitter. Because when Moesha was on, we would call each other literally on every commercial. Girl, did you see Moesha? I can't believe she did this. If she ain't going to give Q a chance, uh-uh, I can't deal with this. All right, I'm going to call you back. This commercial's over. You know, I mean, it's back on. And then we would do that every episode, every week. And it was, like I said, it was like Twitter before Twitter came around because now we tweet about the shows and we hashtag, you know, scandal. We hashtag uh, power, whatever the case is. But back then, it was definitely on the phone, in college, Hey, did you see X, Y, and Z? All right, I'm going to call you back. And we did that for years. Man, the 90s was so lit. We had In Living Color. Look at all of the people that In Living Color has produced. I mean, look, like J-Lo, super megastar, the Wayans, of course, megastars, uh, Jamie Foxx, megastar. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Jim Carrey. That show was ahead of his time you can still look at those episodes and see it today like funny as hell a show that I didn't really I watched it back then and it was funny but like now when I watch it I'm hollering is the Wayne Brothers I didn't know that the Wayne Brothers was so damn funny but it is it's funny as hell so yeah the TV shows was lit the movies was lit Let's talk about the fashions of the 90s. Oh, man. Listen, we had overalls with the one strap down. Like, if you was a cool kid, you definitely had the overalls with the one strap down. We had parasuchal jeans, guest jeans. I remember when I was young and growing up in the 90s, had to have the guest jeans with the little triangle with the guest on it, on the pocket, on the butt. So all the boys could look like, okay, you popping, you got on guest jeans. Uh, We had the one pant leg rolled up or like back in my hood, we had both of the pant leg rolled up, but they had to be real, real tight at the bottom. If you want to know what I'm talking about, look at uh, Pusha T's uh, wedding pictures. Pharrell got his pants like that. His is just rolled up. His wasn't like we used to wear them, but that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Pelly Pelly, eight ball jackets, Averex. Man, and you know the eight ball jackets is coming back. I'm cool on it for getting one, but back then, baby, we had uh stuff like iceberg, fat farm, baby fat. I wasn't really into I wasn't really into that, but iceberg, yeah, couldn't afford it. But like when you finally got you saved up your money, you got that one iceberg shirt and you wore that out, popping. Um, baggy clothes. Baggy clothes in the 90s, like 3 and 4X when you was a freaking large. That's how the boys was dressing. I don't want to go necessarily back to the baggy baggies, but I need to get out of this um, tight. The tight went to the Beyonce concert the other day. Oh, damn, I did that in my week. But anyway, went to the Beyonce concert the other day and seen his boy's jeans was so tight. I thought his circulation was cut off. Like, I just kept looking at him like, can you breathe? But yeah, good times. Fashions was everything. We had good songs. We ushered in music. Like, we ushered in the neo-soul era, the gangster rap era, the New Jack Swing era. Uh, You actually had lyricism. You think about, like, Biggie, Pop, Jay-Z, Nas. 
all started out in the 90s when like ninjas was really rapping. I don't know what they doing today. Call me an old head. Call me somebody that's hating. I can't get with it. I can't get with that. I can't get with that. Like, I can't. I can't get with it. It's cool to bounce for a song or two. But after that, you got to miss me with that. Like, you you got you to gotta get out of here with that. R&B songs. Where do I start? Candy Rain. Come on. So for real. Just kicking it. I want to sex you up. Color me bad. Even though. That came out in like 91, 92, and I was young. You shouldn't have been listening to Sex Me Up. Like, come inside, take off your clothes, I make you feel at home. What? That was a lot when I was young, now that I think about it, but it was jamming back then. Um, we had stuff like Drew Hill in my bed. If I ever fall in love, like go somewhere and it's a bunch of people that grew up in the 90s and put on and if I ever fall in love, you'll see the best singers in your life. When they get to that, like, and it, man, listen, that's when the vocals come out. Uh, Killing Me Softly, the Fugees, that was when we was first introduced to Boys to Men. Man, you can't even tell me nothing about the 90s. And last but not least, the slang we had in the 90s. Yeah, we had definitely slang that we ain't using now. Like, no duh. I used to say that all the time. Bout it, crib, tripping, uh, fat, but P H A T, not F A T. Banging. We used to say the bomb all the time. And it's crazy because I still say all of this stuff now. Live, like, yeah, that was live as hell. You know. Yeah, we used to just, man, the 90s was. You got to take me back. Like, I, the 90s nostalgia is just like, man, listen, I, I just, like I said, I was just thinking about all of the stuff 90s when I was looking at the 50 and uh, Mayweather beef because I'm like, damn, back in the day, we didn't have this clown shit going on. And I think, like, people was doing clown stuff, but you wasn't able to showcase it and so that was the big difference but if you think about the movies that we had the songs we had the clothes the slang just everything 90s is just it's nothing else I could say but it was everything I it just was everything and the one thing that I loved about the 90s was you really had to work for everything we didn't have the times of social media where you can have a million followers for acting crazy and then all of a sudden you was like on and popping we didn't have that you really had to work for what you wanted if you wanted to be a singer a comedian a, you know a fashion designer you know write songs you had to put in the work they had to put in the work it was work ethic and that's what I really miss the most if you wanted to be quote unquote popular you had to really show what you was made of it's not like today and so yeah man that was just some things that I just thought about when I was thinking about that goofy beef in the 90s but I'm gonna go ahead because I can rant and rant and rant and rant forever about the 90s but I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up I hope that you enjoyed the show with just me alone 
I might have been ranting, but I hope you enjoy the rant and uh, hope you got a little bit of something from this. We will be back next week, of course, with my great co-host and we'll be listening and talking all about her trip to Morocco and, and some other shit that we'll have on our mind. Don't forget that you can follow us on all social media platforms. You can follow us at We Did That Shit on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Again, it's one word. We Did That Shit. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you got something that you loved about the 90s that I missed that you want me to um, know about, some, you know, times, because, boy, I could go into some times, send us an email. If you got anything that you want us to talk about, any topics, you know, send us an email. Shoot it over to we did that shit at gmail.com. Again, it's one word, we did that shit at gmail.com. Always remember that you could follow me on my personal Twitter at mymy13. That's M Y M Y 13. And you can follow uh, my co host, Babi at Babi Amina. That's B I B B I A M I N A on Twitter. And we will be here same time next week. Remember, be great this week and do that shit.